Listener's discretion is advised. Sunday night, tonight, we're taking you to the White House, right here, with a lot of things going on, plus some audio stuff from YouTube that I found for coronavirus updates only on random stuff, and it starts right now. Well, hello again. Hello again. What a weekend it has been. But it's not all about that. It's about survival. Like that TV show, Survivor. And what I'd like to know is how are you coping with the social distancing thing, you know? If you like to want to share what you've done during this past few weeks, go ahead. If you already have, good for you. But man, uh, it, it, it looked like sitting in a prison bar, waiting for someone to say, oh, well, you're getting bailed out for this amount of money. But this is, this is important. You cannot... Um, make fun of it. You cannot make fun of it. And I'm sorry that I did that. But, you know, how am I supposed to do something right now? I, right now, it's a, it's a tough day to be a student. It is a tough day to be a student. Um, if you're a college student, you might have to, you know, have to work things out with your professor. I don't know about high school students. I don't know how they, they would cope with this. But if you're a high school student, just hang in there. Or if you're a high school senior, <laughs> uh, don't you're celebrating too soon. You're celebrating too soon. Uh, you got to do May. But, you know, you can still graduate. Um, but how are you going to graduate? That's a good question. Ask... The Board of Education. Ask, you know, the school district. Ask, ask anyone. But, all they gotta say is, do something about it. Just do something about it. So let someone do something about it, and we're gonna work things out. Don't you think? Yeah. Speaking of which, you know, there's some things happening. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Are still talking about LeBron James and Tom Brady and all the other things. With one dis- d- despise, um, you know, one hates LeBron, the other hates Tom Brady. You know who I'm talking about. What about Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman? <laughs> it's all about who's the goat. Who's the goat? I mean, you can talk about all you. I want to. It's, it's gonna be never ending. It will be a never ending unless you're. Unless you would like to debate it. But it's not about that. It's about debating on survival. Debating on how are you going to do this. How are you going to cope with survival. Maybe you should watch Survivor. <laughs> oh, and I imagine you, you being a castaway and then 
maybe like do your own survivor thing you know what i mean it's it's really really tough to survive it's really tough to survive and we're just hoping that any of you any of you out there who is at home isolated self quarantine good for you but if you're like a spring breaker just like i mentioned last week well make your own beach wear your bikini and all beach wear your, wear your swimming shorts like maybe you swim swim in your own tub <laughs> all right but just do something all right it's like Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam says, fuck your spring break, stay home. That's what Udonis uh, Haslam said, right? Everybody else also encouraging people to stay home. So you have to know. And by the way, Udonis Haslam, one of uh, a basketball, NBA basketball player, just to let you know who, who he was. But seriously, Everybody needs to stay home. If you want to walk outside, walk outside. That's okay. But just stay away from people. Six feet apart. Some people don't know what six feet apart means. It's, just, it's really that disappointing. It's really disappointing. And then all of this, you know, kind of makes you wonder, what do I do? During this time, what do I do during this epidemic or this pandemic or whatever that is? In other news, you know, we just go up on YouTube looking up some things or you go to ESPN, Fox Sports 1 or if you want to look up the news, go to like uh, whichever, like ABC, NBC, Fox News, CNN, uh, HLN, uh, maybe C-SPAN, I C-SPAN, I mean... C-SPAN's kind of almost like a neutral, neutralized zone. So does PBS. PBS is also, you know, impartial. Anyways, we'll take a little water break here. at it after this tiny water break um tonight i'm gonna give you a little archive audio footage from monday during the white house press conference where once again president trump and his team of the covid19 task force uh giving him some information about what happened so far but i'm gonna tell you before i do I just look it up on YouTube, use it up, use it, use the um, speaker, just to make it look like a good quality. I didn't took it off a, a video, no sir. But before, 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 before that, I wanna give you a little update of my own. Uh, Fresno County is in the 40s. Yes, 40 over 40 COVID-19 confirmed cases. Yeah, Central Valley is not doing great. That's just the Fresno County part. But the rest of it, like 
the rest of the Central Valley in California. One just died. One just died. Um, this is such an unfortunate part of the event. I don't know how to cope with that. I really, 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 really don't. But for now, all I gotta say is, um, we're gonna miss, we're gonna miss some people that we love. We're gonna miss some people that we lost and love. That's what I'm trying to say. But, um, for now, I'm gonna put a little archive footage that I found on YouTube. This was live streamed Monday, um, March 30, outside the White House, where President Trump uh, held a conference meeting. And during that meeting, he had some sponsors. Yes, so he had message from some sponsors such as my pillow or um, United Technology, uh, Procter and Gamble, or even oh man, I forgot what pants it is, but you'll listen to it. And if it's too loud for you to hear, well, just tone it down. I'm, but I didn't mention, but I didn't mention all of the sponsors. Um, here are some of the sponsors that that I got, that I recorded. So here they are. Uh, thank you, Mr. President and Mr. Vice President, on your guidance during this unprecedented time. And I'm very honored to be here today. Founded by a minister 144 years ago, Jockey International is a family-owned company headquartered in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Since 1876, we have been providing socks and underwear for generations of families. It is part of our DNA to roll up our sleeves and help our country in her time of need. During World War II, we made parachutes for the military. And today, we are eager to serve this great country by providing support for the healthcare workers on the front lines of this fight. As the President and Vice President have said, it's a whole of America approach and we are committed. Jockey has had a long-standing partnership with Encompass Group, headquartered in Georgia, serving the healthcare community. When we learned of the critical need for PPE, we knew we had to help. That meant restarting production on Tier 3 isolation gowns. Monumental lifting by Jockey, Encompass, FEMA, and the FDA was done in just a few days to be production ready. As a result, we expect to begin delivering 30 to 50,000 gowns per week, helping those that need it the most right now. In addition, this week, we are also donating 10,000 units of scrubs to the frontline doctors and nurses at the Javits Convention Center in New York City. We would not have been able to do this without the collaboration of the administration, representatives from the federal agencies, and Congressman Brian Stiles. Thank you very much, Mr. President and Mr. Vice, Mr. Vice President. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. President, Mr. Vice President, for bringing us together today. I'm proud to be able to represent the men and women of Procter & Gamble,
who every day, 24 hours a day, are working to build and make essential cleaning products, hygiene products, and healthcare products for families everywhere. These include healthcare workers and for institutions that are serving those on the front line. P&G people are the faces of brands you know and trust. Brands like Tide, Pampers, Bounty, Charmin, Mr. Clean, and Vicks. In addition to making, packing, and shipping these essential items, they've worked together to transform our plants, to make things we've never made before, like hand sanitizers and facial masks. Some of these are already getting to national, state, and local agencies. Some of them are in the hospitals already. Everywhere around the world, PNG people are working every day to serve everybody, consumers, and they're working together to bring together the full capability of our research and development, our engineering, our manufacturing, and our communications capability to make sure we make a difference to the consumers we serve and to all the audience that we can make a difference to. I want to thank them and I'm very grateful for what they do every day in service to others. Thank you, Mr. President, Mr. Vice President, for bringing us together today. Good afternoon, I'm Greg Hayes from United Technologies. And on behalf of the 240,000 employees of United Technologies and the 70,000 employees at Raytheon, which will join together with UTC this Friday, I wanna first of all say thank you to the President and the Vice President for your leadership during what is really a war. It is a different war than anybody has ever fought before, but it's a war that we're uniquely qualified to help. As one of the world's largest defense contractors and some of the best technology, we're using that technology to try and solve some real-world problems. Today, we're working with the Air Force to try and help uh, pilots as they're moving uh, medical evacuees with the COVID-19 virus such that they can be protected and that the patients can be protected. Again, we're working also with logistics. And if you think about a war, strategy is important, but logistics wins war. And it's, imp it's imperative, I think, with FEMA, along with the, the Mr. Navarro's office, that we coordinate all of these activities. Last week, we donated about 90,000 pieces of personal protective equipment to FEMA. Next week, we'll have another almost million. Again, working through our supply chain partners around the world. We're also today, this week, beginning the manufacture of face shields using the additive technologies that we have and the machines that we have available within UTC. We'll be able to produce approximately 10,000 shields in the next four weeks. Again, all needed equipment. We stand ready to help in any way we can. We don't need the Defense Production Act to ask us to act. All of the people at UTC and Raytheon are focused on this war and winning it. Again, I also want to say thank you to all of our employees for their work during this crisis, as well as to the frontline medical and other first responders. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, fantastic. Great company. Those are great companies. Thank you very much. And then few seconds or minutes later, President Trump um, and was answering some questions from some reporters outside the White House. The DMV has issued stay-at-home orders, but Governor Ralph Northam of Virginia took it pretty far. He issued a 70-day stay-at-home order. Is that constitutional, first off? And secondly, do you think it's warranted to go ahead and issue a 70-day guidance at this point? Well, we're letting the governors do in their states pretty much what they want with our supervision and they consult with us in all cases. Uh, some go further than others, as you know. I mean, I could give you plenty of examples, but I'm not going to do that because 
Uh, we never want to be controversial. But uh, some of the governors have taken it a step further. Uh, and people are questioning — people are questioning that. But, look, staying at home uh, with respect to what we're talking about doesn't bother me at all. People should be staying at home. That's what we want. Uh, OAN, please. OAN. 2,405 Americans have died from coronavirus in the last 60 days. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have 2,369 children who are killed by their mothers through elective abortions each day. That's 16,500 children killed every week. Yeah. Two states have suspended elective abortion to make more resources available for coronavirus cases. That's Texas and Ohio. Do you agree with states who are placing coronavirus victims above elective abortions? And should more states be doing the same? Well, I think what we're doing is we're trying to, as a group, governors, and that's Republicans and Democrats, we're just working together to solve this problem. Uh, that's been a uh, — what you're mentioning has been going on for a long time. And it's a, it's a sad event, a lot of sad events in this country. But what we're doing is now we're working on the virus. We're working on that hidden enemy. And I think we're doing a great job on uh, as good a job as you could possibly do. When uh, when Tony and Deborah came up with numbers yesterday to say that if we did nothing, you could lose 2.2 up to 2. Maybe beyond. I don't know. Maybe beyond. But 2.2 million people if we did nothing. And I can't tell you what the unfortunate final toll is going to be, but it's going to be a very small fraction of that. So uh, we're doing an awfully good job, I think, with what we're doing. Please, go ahead. Please. Uh, um, are you considering it all a nationwide stay-at-home order? I know there's a lot of states that have put them in place, but some haven't. I'm just wondering if you were considering some sort of broad stay-at-home order. And then I have a question for Dr. Burks, too, yeah. if you don't mind. Well, we've uh, talked about it. We, uh, you know, there obviously there are some parts of the of the country that are in far deeper trouble than others. There are other parts that, frankly, are not in trouble at all. So hopefully, hopefully, we're going to be able to keep it that way by doing what we're doing. Uh, so we talked about quarantine, as you know, the other day. A group came to me and they wanted to do the quarantine, and I said, "Let's think about it." And we did, and we studied it. And by the time the evening came, it just was something that was very unwieldy, very tough to enforce and something we didn't want to do. Uh, but we did advisory, and uh, I think that's doing well. I mean, I, I see, I look at the streets. You look at New York, where there's, I looked down Fifth Avenue today. They were showing a shot of Fifth Avenue and saw it at prime time, and there was almost nobody on Fifth Avenue. I've never seen that before. There was no car. There was no anything. So I think the people of this country have done an incredible job. Uh, if we do that, we will let you know. But it, it's pretty unlikely, I would think, at this time. Can I ask a quick question for Dr. Burks yes. also? Um, so, Dr. Burks, if you don't mind, um, you had mentioned uh, today that this model that predicts 100,000 deaths is if we do things almost perfectly. So I wanted to know, are we currently doing things almost perfectly, or are there more things we need to be doing to cap, you know, to, to not exceed that 100,000, 200,000 model? Please, come Thank you. I think that's a really great question. Um, and tomorrow we'll go through all of the graphs and all the information that we took to the president for the decision. But when you, and I just want to thank the data team that's working day and night to get, I mean, I usually get my data about 2 a.m. from them, um, and they assimilate all the data from all the states. And when you look at all of the states together, all of them are moving 
in exactly the same curves. And so that's why we really believe this needs to be federal guidance so that every state understands that it may look like two cases today that become 20, that become 200, that become 2,000. And that's what we're trying to prevent. And I think states still have that opportunity, but they're going to have to do all of these recommended, I mean, these recommendations are recommendations that the globe is using. And so we really do recommend that every governor, every mayor looks very carefully and ensures that their communities are utilizing these guidance. Well, that's all I got for the updates. Now we're going to have to take a one final water break before I end it. So stay tuned. midnight so it is after hours <laughs> it is after hours and you can bet on it anytime any place any day of the week so I think you can agree with me that you know it's rough I cannot stress this enough and um, you know I feel like I had to close this on a short manner to close everything short because you know I don't have any, a lot to say a lot to say I, I gotta be honest with you it, it, I don't have a lot and you know I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my parents you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your family either you gotta thank them you gotta thank everyone that you are here right now, right? Because that's all you got. That's all you got. And for all of the struggles, here's something you could you could listen to. And remember, this song is only available for anger listeners. That was New Horizon by Queen member Brian May. And that's for all the Anchor listeners out there. If you have listened to it, and if you're a fan of Brian May's work, you are in luck that you listened to this. But, you know, that's it for me. That's it for me. Well, we'll see you next week. Same time, same days, same old thing. You know, good night, friends. <laughs>